Um, I would like to go to the uh, 32nd chapter of the book of Exodus this morning. And uh, the, the events of this chapter have been in a number of movies. They, they, it is very familiar and all, but I believe this uh, tells us some more. We can learn about God himself in this chapter uh, and his, uh, the way he uh, treats his people, loves his people, chastises his people and uh, deals with those uh, who are in charge, uh, the, the, specifically Aaron, the Levites, and so forth, the priesthood, and Moses himself. And so we learn much about God Almighty, and that's always, I think, a good thing. Uh, so um, it's where I'd like to begin this morning, and then end up, uh, Lord willing, over in Isaiah. Um, so uh, this chapter begins by saying that when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, uh, he'd gone up there, uh, you know, we know the tablets of stone and so forth, written with the finger of God and, and all, and uh, so he'd been up there a while. And uh, so it says, The people gathered themselves unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us, for as for Moses, this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, uh, we wot not what is become of him. So they they're impatient, <laughs> and uh, I can I can relate to that. Uh, but this is a pretty pretty uh, severe uh, reaction to that. He's not back yet. Uh, so they're, they're, uh, I think of Jesus Christ telling Peter that he prays that his faith fail not and all. Well, their faith is failing here. They still have it. They never, you never lose that once you have it. But, uh, and that belief and so forth. But, uh, they tell him up, uh, to Aaron and make us gods. So, uh, there's so a, we're tired of waiting on Moses. So this is what we want now. Uh, now then, between the first, that was the first verse. The second verse says, And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings uh, which are in the ears of your wives, uh, easy for him to say, <laughs> uh, of your sons and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. So between the first and second verse, I don't see any pushback in there at all from Aaron. Just said, no, bring me, okay, bring me your, your stuff. Now, everything that happens is not written in, in the Bible. We know that and all. But he immediately just succumbs to them, says, okay. Well, maybe, maybe he feared the people or, or, or something. Uh, the way that it says here, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, for as, in the first verse, for as for this Moses, this Moses, the man that brought us up out of here, they almost sound... Uh, Hateful and, 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 uh, you know, that he did this. And, and it, later on, it, it, or it, they mentioned that, you know, you brought us out here to die and all. And, uh, so, well, good morning, Sister Williams. Good to see you. <laughs> um, so, uh, Aaron, this is his plan of action. This is his reaction to the people. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. Uh, and he fashioned a, a molten calf. 
and they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. So this is getting kind of dangerous here. And we're, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Okay, what's, what's God's reaction and all? But uh, so uh, Aaron built an altar before it. Um, let me skip to the seventh verse now. Uh, meanwhile, back up in, in the mountain here with Moses and the Lord. The Lord said unto Moses, Go get thee down, for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They corrupted themselves. No one else did this. They did. They corrupted themselves. When something happens to me, I corrupt myself. That's it. Uh, and so can't blame it on, on uh, uh, anybody. Uh, and so then it says, he says, the Lord says, They have turned aside quickly. Quickly. Uh, yes, hang on to the words that the Lord says in, in, in here, uh, that, uh, because he didn't have to, he, he could have just said, they have turned aside out of the way which I commanded them, but quickly they have. And we see that. Uh, this is how God sees this, the children of Israel. Uh, and he's telling Moses, Moses doesn't know. He doesn't know at this point. He doesn't know what's going on down there. He's just doing what he needs to do. Uh, they have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it uh, and have sacrificed thereunto and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And, you know, the Lord God, he will not share his glory with another. And they've got these gods. They, these gods brought them out of Egypt? I don't think so. I don't think so. God called Moses to do that, lead them out. And all so quickly, uh, they, they've fallen here so quickly. They've turned aside out of the way which I commanded them uh, so fast there. And I think of how quickly it, it appears, it seems, in Genesis there in the third chapter, and all, the fall of, of man, man of Adam, and all, how quickly that uh, took place after he's given this law so fast. Uh, some things never change, you know, in the world. So fast. Uh, then he says, And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. So he, he sees them, he's seen them, he knows them, and uh, this, it is a stiff-necked people. Uh, now, therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them. Now it's getting, it's getting interesting. It's getting, it's getting scary. Uh, that my uh, that my wrath may wax hot against them, and I think this is not just someone getting mad, upset, offended at somebody. This is the perfect righteous wrath of God Almighty, who we know His power, we know His power, but we also know His mercy, which is what I like to concentrate on. But but we need to, to see that we need to see uh, His Almighty power and His wrath or His potential wrath upon uh, anyone, uh, and, and uh, it's just like if we're to see what God and Jesus Christ uh, actually did for us, then we have to know what total depravity is. So that's where we came from. And there's the power of Almighty God, Jesus Christ, in saving us from that. If we never knew, we thought, well, I guess I was maybe a pretty good person, you know, when Jesus saved me. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> right, Eric? Uh, so, and then it says, uh, uh, that my wrath may wax hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. 
Yeah, and forgotten, but he's going to consume them and make of him a great nation. So this is, this is where God is right now as he sees it. Uh, so now um, Moses, in the 11th verse, and Moses besought the Lord his God. So Moses feels for the people. Again, Moses has not seen what's going on down there. And he, 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 what the Lord told him, yes, yes. But uh, he hasn't seen it. Moses besought the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why doth thy, thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, For mischief did he bring them out to slay them uh, in the mountains and to consume them uh, from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent uh, of this evil against thy people." Evil being a calamity. He's fixing to bring down a calamity upon these people. Uh, and because of what they've done, they, they are worshiping gods and idols. And he'll not have it. He'll not have it. So, and, and it's interesting, the words of Moses here. He brings in the Egyptians. Oh, what are they going to say? After you've done this, they're going to see this. And so it's kind of a human emotion, a reaction to this. I'll convince God. You don't want them to think that about you, do you, God? Uh, uh, well, I can't condemn Moses because I've said some of the same kind of stuff. Uh, well, you don't want this to happen, do you? You know, and uh, so it's, 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 it's unbelievable. So, I, yeah, I can't wait to be uh, uh, where uh, Sister Hannah's grandfather is now and, and, and Brother Williams, uh, that, that to, to know all these things in perfection and righteousness and not have the sense sinfulness of this world uh, uh, wrapped around me all the time that I see this uh, through a glass uh, darkly or shaded. Uh, uh, so, th- so he says this to, to God, and then, uh, then he says, brings this, Remember, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou swearest by thine own self, and saidst unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens of heaven, uh, and all this land uh, that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, that they shall inherit it forever. I don't know if Moses thought God had forgotten this, <laughs> or he chose not to remember it anymore, but God does not forget. Uh, he knew what he had promised them, and he doesn't go back on his promises either. Uh, so uh, then it says in the 14th verse, Moses seems to be successful, and the Lord repented of the evil uh, which he thought to do unto his people. This is not evil like wickedness and sin. God's not only not the author of sin, uh, he does not commit that and he does not commit evil. This is a calamity. we got to dig into those words. It's a calamity that he justly and righteously uh, had every right to do this uh, upon them. So in, in so the end of that, uh, that section there before the next par- paragraph, and the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do his people. Oh, okay, I guess Moses was successful, and that's that. That's the end of it. God's just going to kind of wipe away. Okay, never mind. Y'all are it's like a like a, 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 a disruptive child that's throwing a tantrum or something, and, and all. You can't let that go by. It's going to happen again, probably even worse. And uh, when they or when they don't mind, and so God cannot just let this go. And we'll see in a minute what He did to punish them. This this, as they say, this ain't over yet. <laughs> uh, so we go into the next few verses here. <clears throat> and we learn about God with this. Moses turned, went down from the mount, 
uh, and the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. The tables were written on both their sides, and on the one side and on the other were they written. Uh, work of the table's work of God. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people, so they're coming back down. When he heard the noise of the people, as they shouted, he said unto Moses, uh, there is a noise of war in the camp. He thought there's a war going on, a battle of some sort. That's what that noise sounds like to me. Now, they're not all the way back down yet of this mountain. Uh, so it sounds like noise of war. And he said, it is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, and neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome. So it's not war. It's not about... But the noise of them that sing, do I hear? That's what he hears. They're singing. So he has his first uh, hint here. Well, then in the 19th verse, came to pass as soon as he came nigh unto the camp that he saw the calf... Moses did, and, and, and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot. Now he sees what God has seen, and he his anger waxed hot. You wonder, did he regret? Why did I, uh, what was the word, uh, uh, why did he, uh, uh, yeah, besought, besought the uh, God on behalf of this people. So, you know, why did I do that? Now he sees it, and, and, and he's angry. He's angry. Now, uh, and yet, he has, he has that motion, and so I mention that because Moses is thinking, now why? Now he's upset now that I, I did that with God, and they deserve to be consumed and destroyed, uh, and, and yet I, I came to their aid. So he's angry in a, in a human way. It's not perfect. It's not righteous, and it's not just. Uh, and he cast the tables out of his hands and break them beneath the mount. So again, we've seen this in, in, in film. We've, we've read it in the stories and so forth. And certainly here, right here in God's inspired word. And he took the calf which they had made and, and burned it with fire. And okay, now here's the, there's three punishments here. This is the first one. And, uh, this, this is really, Interesting. Uh, and he took the calf which they had made, burned it in the fire, ground it into powder, and strawed it upon the water, and made the children of Israel drink of it. That's pretty serious. We think we're, you know, we get crossways maybe with a family member or a relative or, or a friend or something like that. And we get angry and think, well, I'll, oh, I'll punish them. I won't speak to them for a week. And this, I love that myself. You know, they don't speak to me for a week. Uh, but he ground this up and made them drink it. There's the first punishment. We see the punishment of God in this. He's, he did not, that 14th verse up there, he didn't just let this go. No, and they're going to see that. They are going to see that. So he made him, made him drink it. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto thee that thou uh, hast brought so great a sin upon them? Uh, Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord let wax hot. Uh, thou knowest the people that they are set on mischief. Uh, it's them. It's not me. Well, when did he push back on the gold and stuff, the idols? He didn't. It's this people, that's them. Just like Adam trying to blame the woman back there. She, yeah, she was beguiled. She, uh, you know, it's her, it's her. Well, here's Aaron right here, this, this high priest. 
is who he is or will be. And, and so, uh, uh, for they said unto me, make us gods which shall go before us. Uh, for as for this Moses, the man brought up uh, out of the land of Egypt, uh, we wot not what his is. So he, he has become of him. So he's uh, accurate in that, what he tells Moses. So uh, they were uh, impatient there. Now to skip down through to the uh, second punishment. Uh, <clears throat> Moses stood, this is in the 26th verse, and Moses stood at the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. So they came. Uh, and he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side. Go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother and every man his companion and every man his neighbor. So, so he sent them out to kill people with their sword. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses. I think now they're on this thing. We better do what we're told <laughs> probably at this point. But that's look at the intensity of that punishment. They're going to go out there and kill brothers and sisters and so forth. Uh, and they did according to the word of Moses. And there fell of the people that day about 3,000 men. There's the second punishment for what they've done. God's not letting this go. He didn't just pat them on the hand and say, don't do that again and all. They're going to remember this. And yet, did they stop forsaking God and, and, and uh, worshiping idols? No, they... The rest of this Old Testament shows that they didn't stop that. But, uh, and I don't know how I would have reacted. I thought, well, being the coward I am, I'd say, okay, I'm not doing that again or anything like it, but I can always rationalize, you know. I'm the best at that. So, uh, killed about 3,000 people. Uh, Now, uh, going on down... And I want to get a point here if I can remember it before I get to the final punishment. Uh, Moses returned unto the Lord. Well, let me know. Let me get the 30th verse. Very important. It's got that word atonement in there. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, Ye have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure, I shall make an atonement for your, your sin. So he's going to go strive to make an atonement for their sin to reconcile this whole thing uh, for the people. So he's gotten, he guess he's gotten past his, his, his anger, or, although he, or he is uh, subduing it. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and then it says, and then it just kind of, uh, uh, trickles out there. He doesn't finish. And then it says, And if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. Uh, so he's, he's taking it on himself. Uh, the thought that first came to me on this uh, with Moses, and, and uh, well, I'll get to this in a minute, but is that he, he is making an atonement for the people. He, uh, uh, being the one that led them out of Egypt, uh, he's doing that for them, even though he was very angry. His anger waxed hot. He was angry with them, and, and, and rightfully so. 
But now he's making atonement for them, and, and blot me, I pray, out of thy book which thou hast written. He's taking that on himself. I thought, you know, uh, if and, and we talk about a pastor being a, a, a shepherd, that you shepherd with love, not just feed the flock from the word of God, but to shepherd them and love them. And Moses is doing that. Uh, he's making atonement, and he's sacrificing them. Blot me out of thy book. Not them, not them. And, and so any minister or pastor should be willing to do that for the, the, the people, for the, the congregation, for the flock. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. He didn't accept that. He didn't accept that, that there. Now, uh, everyone, when I see the word book anywhere in the Bible, I think, oh, Lamb's book of life. No, that's not this. There is no way we will get blotted out of the Lamb's book of life. We are there uh, according to the covenant of redemption and by because Jesus Christ will not lose one that he saved. And uh, of Romans 8, uh, uh, verses 35 through 39. What can, who can separate us uh, from the love of God? Uh, nothing. And he lists out all those which I believe covers everything in completeness. Uh, so there's no way we're going to get blotted out of the Lamb's book of life. Uh, now, what this book means here, I don't know. But God, you know, he, he does not forget, like I said. But he chose to remember our iniquities and our sins no more. He did that. But uh, so he keeps track. I believe that's the point. He knows. He hadn't forgotten prior to that 14th verse up there uh, in this 32nd chapter what they did to him in, in worshiping idols and gods. He remembers that. But whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot uh, out of my book. Therefore now go lead the people unto the place of which I have spoken unto thee. Behold, mine angels shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. Then he says here in the 35th verse, last verse of this chapter, and I'll move to Isaiah. uh, And the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf which Aaron made. He smote them. This is the third punishment. God smote them. Is what that means. It's the same word as in uh, the 12th uh, chapter of of Exodus, uh, uh, smite. But he smote the people because they made the calf. So he's got these three pretty severe punishments. 3,000 people were here. They had to uh, drink of the the powder made from this gold in the water and, and so forth from the fire. Uh, and, and, and now, uh, he's, he's smoked the people. Um, now, I'm going to jump over to Isaiah chapter 40. And we remember what Moses did on behalf of the people, uh, before and then after he saw what they had, had done, uh, in, uh, for them and, and in their, uh, stead. But in the 40th chapter of Isaiah, Again, very, very familiar. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, and she hath received of the Lord's hand double 
for all her sins. Uh, we don't, uh, uh, we don't, uh, I don't, I should say, not, I, ministers are diff- all different, but I don't like, yes, I like to bring a contrast. I like to show the power of God, and then we go directly then uh, to his mercy, and really his commandment for his ministers is to comfort the people, uh, to comfort them. Now, it may be of a comfort to see and experience uh, uh, and, and, and understand uh, the great power and sovereignty of God Almighty because then when we experience his mercy, it's so much sweeter. It's so sweet and precious to us uh, and his love there. Uh, but uh, speak ye com- comfort to Jerusalem and that she has re- hath received of the hands, Lord's hand double for all her sins. What have we gotten for our sins? We've gotten the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, uh, who sacrificed himself uh, at Calvary. Uh, we've gotten that. Uh, what else have we gotten for our sins? We've gotten the gospel, which does not save eternally, but it saves those who are already saved. Uh, and uh, it gives us comfort, uh, and it gives us knowledge of God that we might live stronger lives with our house uh, built upon that rock, Jesus Christ. Uh, what else have we got? We've got the knowledge of our eternal salvation. Uh, so we uh, we receive double uh, for all our sins, uh, and we receive these things. Does God then now today uh, for, uh, not forgive us, but just let our sinfulness and our, our iniquities that we commit in this life just go right by? No, we're punished for those. It's the same God as in Exodus. He hasn't changed since then. It's the same God. But then, this is also that same God here uh, in, in, in this. And, and so Jesus Christ paid our sin debt uh, here. Uh, the children of Israel over there in Exodus 32, they paid. They paid the debt for their sin with their punishment. They paid that. Moses said, let me, I'll do it. Uh, blot me from thy book uh, and said, nope, those that have committed this sin, I will, they will, I will blot from my book. Uh, and, and so, uh, uh, they, they were punished. They paid the sin debt and, and we pay for our sins here, of course. Uh, and, and, and we know that it's, 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 it's simple to understand, but yet, uh, uh, eternally and even now as God sees us through the uh, finished work uh, and through that perfect blood of Jesus Christ, uh, uh, he sees us as righteous. Oh, I'm thankful that he sees us that way. Uh, uh, but it's because of Jesus Christ, uh, our perfect Savior, the only begotten Son of God Almighty, and in the perfection, and yet even the simplicity of His salvation, His saving work is just amazing to me. That even we might understand it, and that we can draw hope from it when we're when we're burdened down with things in this life, whatever it may be. He can still give us rest when we think of these words, and this is why we come to church. It's to draw comfort and then encouragement. Uh, this here, uh, in in recent days, I've read where where, where some will will say uh, pretty boldly, it's like, "Well, I will not. I refuse uh, to encourage those who are uh, living in continual sin uh, that they are a child of God. That I'll encourage them in that. Maybe you've seen some uh, small uh, exhibit of the fruit of the spirit, uh, uh, but uh, I am of the opinion uh, that. Uh, uh, that um, 
knowing myself uh, uh, that I need to be reminded when I'm in sin uh, that I'm a child of God, born again, and so I can change my path and go back to it. Comfort ye, comfort ye. My people, save your God. Uh, speak ye comfortably unto Jerusalem. Uh, uh, and so we're to comfort them uh, now and to try to encourage them out of that sin is what I believe uh, uh, there. Uh, will, I, uh, uh, will I end up uh, uh, persevering uh, in my obedience to God uh, till the day I die? I don't know if I will. I pray that I will. That when the Lord comes in the air, I'll be doing something to honor his Father at that point. I pray that I am, but I don't don't know, but right now I feel the strength that I am a child of God, saved by Jesus Christ, and born again of the Spirit, and yet I'll be just like the Israelites. I'll turn back from time to time, and I'll need encouragement to walk that straight and narrow. Now, in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah... Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. As much as I say, I, I want to see, I want to look into the eyes and the face of my Savior at this point that it's talking about at his crucifixion. He was, there was no comeliness. He was not beautiful there. His visage was marred more than any man, it says. This is what, and his whole body, ribbons. That's what he did. And, and that, that was not the wrath of God there. That was just man, just evil depravity against God Almighty and Jesus Christ. Uh, the wrath of God came on the cross. That's where, he, and, and, and Christ willingly went there. And we, when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. There's not. I tell you what, when we get to heaven, if, if, I, if I leave right now and I'm in heaven, soul, and spirit, and I see Jesus Christ in his glorified state, and, and I just still, I've always believed this, and, and, and I, I long for it to see the compassion in his, in his eyes and the love there, perfect, perfect love. And the compassion there, because that's what he had. That's what he had. Uh, you know, I can say, tell someone, well, I love you and all, but, you know, sometimes you can look in someone's eyes and tell, I don't know about that, uh, but that's, that's human. He's despised and rejected of men, man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet did we esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was oppressed. Uh, all we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way uh, quickly, <laughs> you could say. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus Christ did that. Uh, this is truly the gospel when it talks about his crucifixion, what he did for us uh, in, in uh, us being his enemy. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand that. We're, I know we're supposed to uh, pray for our enemies. Uh, we're supposed to uh, uh, be, be good to them and, and so forth. And that's, that's hard for us. 
Uh, I think about Moses' humanity there and his anger, wrath, his wrath against the people waxed hot and so forth. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, God punished them. He took care of that. Moses didn't have to. Yes, he followed the commandments that God gave him. And it's hard. It's, 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 it's difficult. It's not, not easy to do. But uh, uh, let me get one, one verse. Uh, if I can find it. In Romans. Well, I can't. can't find it. Maybe in the wrong chapter. But uh, we are. It is so important. So important. As hard as it may be for us to please God. You saw when they didn't. What, what happened. We see what happens when we don't. Now, I have, I haven't experienced that kind of wrath in, in my life. Should I have? Probably. Uh, but I have not made any molten gold calves or idols or anything. I have my own, I think. And I, I've talked about that. don't want to get back into that. Uh, but, uh, uh, but we see his mercy. But let's remember his power and his sovereignty. And that he does not let these things go. Uh, if he didn't love that people and it wasn't his people... He might just let it go, even as we do sometimes. And, and uh, then, it, then it, when it's hard to reprimand or to train up our children uh, in, the, in the Lord, uh, but uh, because we love them, we, we do that. May God bless and keep you is my prayer. We'll sing a song now and open the doors to church if anyone.